Now the difference is, and when my career really took off, is discipline. I didn't have discipline. I was just doing the fun things. I missed a lot of opportunity because I lacked discipline. And I was only doing things that were fun. And the more I've realized that you got to have structure and data behind the creativity and the fun, that's when it all came together. And I realized that you were unstoppable. If you could find something that you like to do and add structure and make tangible data of what you're doing and what are the ROIs and KPIs of everything that you're putting together. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to Motivational Real Estate. I'm Zach Ramston, a business enthusiast, and I'll be your host. We've got awesome guests and weekly motivation, bringing you inspiring content that will push you towards success. Let's rock. I met Buck when I was cutting his hair, actually. That's right. Well, let's tell the real story. It was an application because you're a developer. A lot of people don't know this about Zach because he's in real estate. He was doing the barbering thing, but he's also a developer of sorts. And you were creating a a haircut app. And that's how I found you. Yeah. And then you subscribed. And I was like, all right, cool. I think you were like my eighth subscriber. Yeah, that is true. And I was like, dude, come cut my hair. He's hitting the button to get a barber and it's never working. I wasn't going to say it. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, dude. You said it. We're trying to fix the app, you know. I found him on Instagram and I was like, yo, bro, love the app. It doesn't work. Yep. You're like, is there a, so you're like, is there, are we going through troubles with the app right now or why can't I get a barber? Yeah. Like I, I paid my 60 bucks in advance and I'm just trying to get a barber at this point. But Zach came out. And here's what I'm going to say about Zach. I know he's here to interview me, but but Zach showed up in a blazer to my house. And did I was I really you did. I you did. had a blazer on. Oh yeah, that like blue a blue one. blazer, dark blue. Yeah, 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 dark blue blazer. And I was like, this dude's different. He's not like other barbers I've met. And then I got no into aprons. the entrepreneur conversation with you, and yeah. I was like, I just like this guy. We talked about the app a little bit, yeah. and and I ended up. It's paused right now. Obviously, we might bring it back. Yeah. But then we just hooked him up through the back end, through the old-fashioned Instagram. That's and right. And then that's how he really got me going. Because you had to hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. And then I just started cutting your hair regularly, which was through the conversations we had. Yep. Motivated me to get in there and cut the hair. Motivational barber, man. That's what I was. That's and now where it's it motivational real estate. Mo- and, dude, motivational everything. You know? It's kind of a brand I'm trying to trend towards. We'll see what I can do. It's positive. I like it. Yeah. I think yeah. anything can be motivational. It's the story behind it that sells it right that's yep. what marketing is yeah and um so that's a little backstory about how we met but yep. talking about marketing you you came from a, a were you in radio first or tv what, and radio yeah what propelled you into your marketing consulting company that you're in right now it's a long story but i i realize your podcast viewers and listeners are probably listening for real estate so i don't want to go too deep into the story but i started when i was 16 years old in television and radio I got my first show when I was 19. I moved to Las Vegas. I worked with Ryan Seacrest in Los Angeles. And I moved around the country. I had a show every three or four years. I had a different show in a different city. I worked in L.A., Detroit, Dallas, and then Portland, This was through your 20s, kind of? 20s, yep. And then I started an agency when I was in Detroit working for CBS because what I realized was traditional broadcast, TV and radio, was really bad at their own digital. They looked at it weirdly like a competitor. They looked at, like... Oh, Facebook is a competitor because there's people on there and there's content, but we've got radio. And it's Not like, a tool. No. Yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's like a phone. You take phone calls on the radio. Why wouldn't you read a comment from Facebook? You know, yeah. so I was one of the first talents they called DJ's talents. We're actually offended 
if you call us DJs, because okay. that's like a wedding DJ. So you got that good name that... A talent, an on-air personality is okay. what we like to be called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was one of the first pioneers in the digital space. And then our clients at the radio and TV stations were going, well, how do we get into this? Buck seems to be doing really well with this. So it was the Detroit Tigers was the first client of mine that said, would you do this for us, a 150-year-old brand that has no digital playbook whatsoever? Would to you, be a personality. Yeah. No, to do marketing for them. Okay, Digital marketing. marketing. So my forte into marketing in general was digital. Okay. So I went and worked for the Tigers, and uh, I was still working on the air for CBS, and I started a small agency. And to fast forward the story and get to Portland, Oregon, I basically sold my share of my, my agency and wanted to work for the world's biggest and most amazing brands. And so that led me to work for Nike Running, Nike Golf, Starbucks. I came out to Portland and I joined an agency, scaled my way through the agency, went through an innovation role, went through a partnership role, and mm -hmm. ended up becoming the senior vice president of partnerships and innovation for the world's largest agency, which is Wonderman Thompson out of London. Okay, wow. And so that was where, yeah, that's where, so that was my entire story arc, you know, broadcast And then what age would digital. that be at that spot? Well, that was two years ago. Okay, so that really propelled you through your 20s. So that defining moment of seeing that most broadcasting agencies were were seeing Facebook and these medias as a competitor yeah. and not grasping them as tools. That was your moment to, to take advantage of that. Totally. And become a personality and, and really get your feet wet and take off in that marketing side that of broadcasting. That was exactly it. Yeah, there's, I've always said in my career there's been really tiny, minuscule cracks in the door. Okay. And I jammed my foot right but You through. saw him. Otherwise, the See door him. would sh shut quick. You know, I don't know that I saw... It, you know, it's well, funny because I don't know that I was strategic. Like, when I was a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, 19, 20, 22, I wasn't like, here's what I'm going to do. It was like, it was just go, 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 go. And every time I saw a crack, I would just go. I was like, oh, nobody's messing with this Facebook thing. Like, I'm going to put my foot up there and I'm going to go live and I'm going to do all these yeah. things. I think that's what a lot of, uh, of successful people have done. It's trended towards what, is, what are people not doing. Right. And me, in marketing, the biggest thing you want to do every time is the opposite of what the mass totally. is Totally. Which, is, which is, seems to be what you could have, may yeah. have what, been what you did. The other thing I did, if there's anyone young listening to this motivational real estate podcast that Zach has, which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed, it's fantastic. If you're just listening to this one podcast, this this is, I'm the fourth, you should subscribe because Zach is going places in real estate and you should be a part of any of his media that he puts out because he's got great guests, exactly. great inspiration, lots of positivity. But you know, the other thing for me, the learning lesson, if you're a younger person and you're looking for next steps, I did what I thought was fun. So like, let me be honest. I wasn't like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to try to figure this out. I was like, what do I want to do that's fun? Like, I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. And so hacking things that nobody was hacking was fun to me. Now, the difference is, and when my career really took off, is discipline. I didn't have discipline. I was just doing the fun things. I missed a lot of opportunity because I lacked discipline. And I was only doing things that were fun. And the more I've realized that you got to have structure and data behind the creativity and the fun, that's when it all came together. And I realized that you were unstoppable. If you could find something that you like to do and add structure and make tangible data of what you're doing and what are the ROIs and KPIs of everything that you're putting together. I like that. And digging into those specifics, um, if you were to break down like the very, first of all, amazing story of getting up to that point, 
um, I think it's really cool for everyone to realize if you're in your 20s yeah. that use that time to learn, get money, obviously, income, yeah. explore, pay your bills, yeah. explore, but trend towards something that you see as fun and interesting. Totally. And so bringing that back around, you were talking about more of the specifics behind marketing, the data, the numbers. Um, if you were to break down, now I don't know how many, how many items there would be, but let's say there were four items. Yeah. That would be like, we would call it the theory behind marketing. Yep. What, what do you think those four items would be? I think there's one big one. One big one. Storytelling. Okay. It doesn't matter. So that's the one that there's, there's a, you can run a line through my career. And that one line, there's one consistency with my success. The ability to tell a story. A compelling story. That's it. Yeah. That connects organically and emotionally with somebody. And I can do it on the radio. I can do it on television. I can do it in social media. I can do it in an ad. I can do it in a print. I can, how do you connect? Now, the nuances are different. Of how much and have trickle out. Radio has TSL. That's time spent listening. You have a short window. There's QM, average QM. The strategy is different. TV, different strategy from radio. Social, you have two seconds on Instagram. Radio, you've got about 30. And, and Instagram, you've got two seconds. And it's visual. So it's got to be compelling visually before they read the copy, right? Exactly. So there's like a different strategy for it, but it's the same story. It's just how are you connecting with people and audiences in an authentic and organic way by telling a story? And to me, that's like the, the creme de creme of any great marketing. So the theory behind it, and that's been around for years. Yeah. I mean, we, we know of our, of our, home, our own species based yeah. off stories we're told of how Rome, you know, was built. And Absolutely. These, these, it's really, it's the history of your own personal life that yeah. you're telling. And I think each medium you use is, is like, for Instagram, maybe it's, you're trickling it out right. bit by bit. Oh, you know, Zach, uh, he built an app he, and he's a barber. And like people piece together your story. Yeah. But I think the ones that can do that on a consistent basis, I think, can can almost leave a, a moment of two seconds, whether it's on Instagram or wherever, in that person's, that viewer's mind. Yeah, telling a story in a short amount of time is very hard, but that is the, the way we've adapted to the, the average consumer. The average consumer is inundated with so much messaging, it's become that much harder to push through and cut through with your story. Is there one more, if you were to say one more? Or would it just be, I mean, items to back up telling a story? Data. Okay, of knowing where to put your time? It's just data, it's understanding data. So we look at marketing as a cycle, flow, conversion, retention. Mm -hmm. And this is the cycle in business and in marketing. Okay. And so in order to understand how that works, creative is only gonna get you so far. Having a fantastic story, emo you know, there's, there's a saying in television and radio, to connect with an audience, you have to do three things. Make them laugh, make them cry, or punch them in the eye. So that's, those are three emotions that get people to connect and remember your story, right? And so mm -hmm. as, a, as a creative, you can only do that for so long, but have no effect on what is it that you're asking them to do. Conversion. Now you, yeah, conversion. Now you've connected with them. Now, and I was oh. so good at that when I was 20. Yeah. Oh man, I told stories all day and I didn't convert them. And the those right were way. the missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. About. I didn't understand the data. Now where do they go? Now where do you how do you categorize them? How do you create the persona? 
How do you take them and put them through the funnel the right way? How do you turn it into a business opportunity? How do you turn gotcha. it? I'll tell you the biggest thing for me, people, I don't know why. Maybe it's generational. I'm 41 years old. The word sales to a creative person is like a dirty word. Sales is so dirty. People don't want to be sold. No, well, not only that, they don't want to be salespeople. They don't want to be saleswomen, salesmen. It's, it's scary, yeah. Well, it's, 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 it, it's, it's ew. I don't work off commission. I'm sales. not a salesperson. I'm a creative. Yeah. I'm a business. I'm a CEO. I'm a marketer. It's the good stuff. I'm a, I'm but a, the yeah. nitty gritty it's is the, sales. At, once everybody figures out that it's the sales that drives everything, it's not even a chicken and egg analogy. If you don't understand sales and the data that it takes to create those moments, all the creative in the world isn't going to do you anything. And so that conversion, that sale, that point of sales, yeah. when you have them in the door of your marketing machine, yeah. that conversion is, that's huge in itself. Yeah. Um, and that, if they're in the door in the right emotional thought, yeah. that makes that conversion so much easier. You know, you're making them sell themselves to go into your website. Or well, not only that, the retention and the fact that you can keep them around as a loyal customer is even better. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's very, so that's, I like how we just broke that down very simply. It gets, it gets blown up into so much, um, too much almost. Yep. Yep. And then becomes this big beast that people think they have to attack. In sales. It can be daunting. You know, when you start talking about your owned and earned and your paid strategies and you talk about external traditional and you start talking about digital channels, do I go TV, do I go radio, do I go digital? That's strategy, yeah. It's, yeah, but when you start talking like that, it does, to the average business owner or entrepreneur like yourself, it'll blow people's minds and they're like, I don't even know where to start. But the truth is to start with your own brand and to start for what you stand for. This, we call this the brand house. I worked on many brand houses with many brands building the fundamental foundation of who you are, what you stand for, and your value propositions. Your core beliefs, basically, That's it. yeah. And if you have that, you take it one step at a time. Get your strategic tool sets. Start with that brand house, and then from there, you piece it out, and then you A-B test. Mm -hmm. And to go back to what I'm doing right now, I was trying to, just a few weeks ago, build motivational real estate, yeah. but I flipped it. Basically, for one, Instagram, I have more more followers on Zach Ramsden, my right. Instagram, Zach Personal. Right. So I flipped it, and so like you were just saying, that core, your personal brand, my strategy has gone back to that because from there, um, you can take that almost, I mean, anywhere you do, anywhere you go in, in business, your personal name. Yeah. You can't, so for me, it was Zach Ramsden, and I want to be, build 2020 being known for real estate, and that I used to cut hair and then I mess around building apps. So it's like the story. I think your brand is entrepreneur. Which that shows yeah. an entrepreneur yeah. trend, which, yeah. is, which is all how. And success in everything you do. Follow through, I think. I like to say too, I guess, setting out to do something and following through. Right. But so not to get off topic, those are the core beliefs or some of them for myself. Sure. And in building a brand, telling that story around those core beliefs is even more important than just telling a story. Totally. Right? Yep. Yeah. It is. Yep. So move, moving into this next idea, you know, I would, to me, I, I see you as a very successful person and I've, you have three amazing kids. That's sweet. I cut two, they're Logan and, uh, I know, Liam. And Liam. Logan and Liam. You do. You've been cutting the whole family. We got to get Char, little Charlie in there too. We, well, we got to let her get some pigtails, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you balance, um, so you, you get done around, when you get home around six yeah. every night about? Yeah. 
Um, managing family and, and career. Now, that's different for everyone. It is, yeah. How do you t tend to do this? On, well, listen, on this week? is where we get into the 10x mindset. This is where we get into how to incorporate the rules of the 10x rule into your life. And that's obviously from Grant Cardone. If those, those of you that don't know, it's probably listed in your podcast details, so I'm sure they saw it. He's, with, he's working with, uh, with 10X currently, correct? That's right. I'm the chief marketing officer for Cardone Ventures, which is the business side of the Cardone Enterprise um, Network, and that's with Brandon Dawson, our CEO, here in the Pacific Northwest. And so we're actually recording this podcast at Brandon Dawson's house right now. What are you looking at, I'm looking Zach? at a red Ferrari, and I just read a post about red Ferraris. Don't yeah. buy yellow ones. They say buy red ones. Yeah, dude. There's something about the red. Well, his white one isn't here. I don't, he has a white one. But the one red too. Ferrari, it's a symbol. It's a it symbol. is. It is a symbol. But, um, you know. I, so that's where you're at currently. I'm currently for working listening. for the Cardone Ventures as a chief marketing officer. And, um, you know, a part of the part of the principles of, of Cardone are 10x, and that's 10x in your life in every single capacity. That means personally and professionally, right? I like that. And so for me, I hit an epiphany about two years ago where I realized that time was just as important as money and that they go hand in hand. And so I was able to create a strategy and an agreement and a cohesion with my wife you gotta start with your relationship. Family, friends, who are the people around you? Grant teaches this, liabilities and assets. Zach is an asset. He's smart, he cuts my hair, he's now in real estate, he's working with my wife, you're an asset. If I have somebody else in my life who's trying to get me to go out and eat Taco Bell at midnight and do shots of tequila, yeah. that's a liability in my life. Yep. So I had to start from a personal standpoint, removing, and it, you know, I see pictures of people that were 110% liabilities in my life. They pop up on my Google screen. Yep. And I'm like, man, I had so much fun with them, but what the hell was I doing with my life? Yeah, yeah. We were going to lunches and hanging out, and those are liabilities. You got to get focused. If you're trying to be successful and balance your life, listen, if you don't have goals set up for your life, don't even worry about it. Then you go ahead and you just take your work. That whole, you ever heard somebody say work-life balance? Yeah. It's not real. Throw it out the window. Throw it yeah, out the yeah. window. If you just want, if you have no goals in life, okay, go have a work-life. You can, you totally can have a work-life balance. Yeah. Enjoy your forty-five, forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Have and your work-life balance. And they might, and they might, you're right. But you, and would, they might. For m most of the, um, of most of America, I can say for, aspiring to make more than that, which be is... Be more than that, have bigger purpose than that. The work-life balance built around a clear set of goals, not very many goals. No. But a clear set of goals, and you're saying making sure to take care of your family first. And it and starts with the communication with them. You've got to be aligned. I can do it because my wife, Allie, is aligned with me. And she's also hustling a hustling. lot. Hustling. She's got I've her own it. goals. She's got her own purpose. She's 10xing her own personal and professional. And life. so I think so. I'm I'm at a point where you know I have a girlfriend. We're getting it's a serious relationship. I think I approve know, of her. By the way, that's cool. I met her and she's very nice. That's good. She she's she's studying hard yeah, right she's, now. She's she's doing medical right. Dental hygienist. Dental yeah. hygienist. That's right. Yeah. But if let's say marriage is in the in in the in the view right. Yeah. I better make sure that. She, I am who I say I am. I'm right. not 
masking the fact that I love to work hard and hustle. And That's I might exactly be out it. late working hard, you know, for common goals that me and her, her and I have. Yeah. And those better align. And I, and I am showing her that side of me and she, you know, being transparent, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And then you come down to an agreement, like you said, yeah. with your spouse, your friend, your significant other, your You know what it friends. is though? It's not even a, an agreement, Zach. It's like, it's, it's, it's an understanding of where you're trying to go. Now to get there, I have to do A, B, and C. Now for her to get there, she's got to do A, B, and C. Do you see A, B, and C? I do see A, B, and C. Do I see your A, B, and C? I do see your A, B, and C. So there's no question. Yeah. Hey, I can't make it home. I'm going to be late. I'll be home at about 10 o'clock. I'm going to miss it. There's dinner. no why. No. There's, there's no why. And I, I can't you. tell you it pains me to see these relationships where people go, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. And then, you know what? They're just stuck because they can't align. And yeah. that you need to get your partner on the same page. Aligning. And then also, I think a lot of that was about, that you just said was about trusting. Right. So now that you're aligned, you can trust and you both can power forward um, to become even more successful, which means achieving your goals. It's true. And not sacrificing your relationship. Totally true. Because that's happened, I mean, uh, it's half of America, you know. You're a young guy, Zach, though. I mean, you got so much ahead of you. You're going to be so successful, man. Because you're learning this at an age I wish I was learning. Well, I, went, I have a... We both have crazy backgrounds moving a lot. I'm sure, I think you told me you moved yeah. a lot growing Preacher up. Preacher dad moved Starts a lot. Starts young. Yeah. So when you learn those things young, like, wow, life can be, things can be taken from you. Like, right, right. Your house can be taken from your family. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that, for me, that spurs me into a mindset that it is only family you're left with. So right. that is, that's cool that we were able to break down those fundamentals. I, I hope the, those of you listening can, uh, we're able to understand the basics of a relationship yep. and how that can trend towards how to market your business and make your business successful yeah. and then telling your story, which is how you went from um, radio to a marketing career. Yeah, and let me just say, if there's businesses listening right now and you are at the million to $2 million mark in revenue and you are in the Pacific Northwest area or anywhere in the U.S., I would love to work with you at Cardone Ventures because that's exactly what we yep. do. We platform businesses. So you could go to CardoneVentures.com and you can connect with me there or About Buck on Instagram. Connect with me there. If you're a business in the million to $2 million revenue mark, that is exactly the type of business we take from the one to two million mark and scale them to the 20 million mark. And Brandon Dawson and our team of executives, that's all of our expertise in getting businesses to get through the breakpoints and all those pressures that a business takes when trying to get from one to 20, we are, the, we are the consultant that can get you there. You've reached the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Go to motivationalrealestate.com and you'll find out how to get on our podcast, how to listen to our podcast, how to join the team, how to talk to me, get a hold of me with questions about real estate, about business, about life in general. Just game plan. I'm here for you guys. And we'll see you in the next show.